Hi, everyone, and thanks for listening to Art History Happy Hour. We'll have a new episode coming out soon in which we discuss the immersive Van Gogh exhibitions that cropped up all over the place in the summer of 2021. In the meantime, please enjoy the following clip from our newest episode of our scene series, in which we discuss the appearance of art in movies and TV, and which is a benefit of becoming a patron of our podcast. This episode of Scene focuses on the 1999 film American Psycho, and we are joined by special guest Brian Hospital. To become a patron and get full access to the Scene series, you can click the link on our website, arthistoryhappyhour.com, or visit patreon.com slash arthistoryhappyhour. The part of the movie that we're really going to be focusing on in this episode of Scene is less a, a particular scene and more a place within the film, and that is the apartment of Patrick Bateman, which is, Brian, what is the address? Uh, well, it's uh, the American Gardens building on Western 81st Street on the 11th floor. Right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> Thanks. So Patrick Bateman's apartment is one of the main sets one of the main locations, primary locations uh, in the book and in the movie. And there are a number of very recognizable works of art that he has um, on his walls that we see from one of the earliest scenes from the um, what's referred to as the morning routine scene that occurs right at the beginning of the movie. And the works that we see in his apartment are all chronologically appropriate. I mean, the, the book ends right on New Year's of entering into 1990. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's, it's really about the 80s um, and all of these works that we see in his apartment were created in the 80s and, and all of them are part of a group of artists now known as the pictures generation which tina's going to talk about a little bit well there's um a, a sort of a group of artists who came of age in the 1970s and um you know the 60s and all of the idealism that was possible in the 60s has already sort of faded away and instead we were left with this, you know, a political situation that felt very hopeless and dystopian. If you think about, you know, the various sort of geopolitical conflicts and the oil crisis and in the wake of the assassinations of like MLK and yeah, that it was just this like very weird moment um, politically. And so they come of age in this at this time. And they're also sort of coming of age after you have all of the energy of the 1960s where you have this explosion of artistic practice, you know, in the wake of abstract expressionism, which was so hegemonic, you know, just like if you wanted to be a serious artist, you had to be an ABEX artist if you were an American artist. And then um, in the 60s, it's like happenings and performance and fluxus and minimalism and pop art and op art and early forms of um, uh, media art, like video art and digital art and like all of this crazy stuff is happening. And, you know, then what? <laughs> kind of, a lot of that sort of avant-garde activity um, starts to shift. And so there's this like interstitial moment in between um, the sort of full-blown identity politics of the 1990s where we see the art world finally becoming much more diverse and also having institutional critique and reckoning with its own, you know, systemic problems. And then that sort of like utopian impulse of what came before. And so this particular generation uh, of artists and and you know, are, are generally thought to be artists who are exploring the nature of images and processing 
some ideas from, for example, the the French authors who are associated with structuralism and post-structuralism, like Roland Barthes and Michel Foucault, who were just being translated into English. And so they're really working through the sort of constructed nature of imagery and and thinking about how we receive images, how we transmit images. A sort of shorthand version of, of that that I often use when teaching is I describe the pictures generation, this group of artists, as sort of the first postmodern art movement. And that's not exactly accurate. We can see the threads of postmodernism back in Rauschenberg and then in pop art and stuff like that. But it's the pictures generation I find is really helpful for kind of clarifying what postmodernism means in the art historical context. Yeah, totally. No, that's 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 a great point. And if you think about, for example, the publication of Frederick Jameson's landmark book, Postmodernism, I think that was what, 84, I want to say. So it's also coterminous, you know, like the the sort of theoretical models of postmodernism are emerging in the 80s. So that's when, you know, postmodernism, we can describe it as including a bunch of tendencies that, as Sarah said, emerge earlier um, you know, even in the 60s, but as a theoretical model, the term postmodernism, it really is something that is developed in the 1980s as these artists are also making their works of art that are very much about similar ideas. Mm-hmm. 